something like this. Hi, hey, Scott. Dude, uh, thanks for having me at your home. Yeah, this is really cool. I, I, I love your place. I love your back wall. You have a lot of straight, <laughs> cool stuff here that is just super meaningful. I, I, I told you earlier, the military does the best job of like when you're leaving a, a team or a group to really give you like these cool parting gifts. Uh, I think it's awesome, but you have a little bit of your Italian time here, you have family yep. members, you got a bunch of stuff, man. So I'm a big fan of your of your back wall. So thank you. Really, really cool, man. Yep. A little um, bit of every, everybody that I ever served with is back here. My family's back here. Yep. That's what's important to me. I love it. Everything about it, uh, even the two little crotchety is that some ny old ny no it's the pinkertons the pinkertons yeah these security folks they security folks the yeah. historically the, the first security uh, private company. well really kind of the first american private detective. Well, yeah, yeah yeah that's it to make it real big yeah pinkerton yeah. that's it yep um yeah they awesome. made a figurines a whole series of them in the 90s oh wow and and you can find them on on the, you know, like ebay and stuff i love <laughs> so it i love them yeah. they're great but a lot of cool stuff here, man. Yeah. Um, but I, so, you know, we got a couple of great topics that I want to break down today. We're going to try to make it real fast, to, you know, 20 minutes in and out. And, but one of the topics that I always get asked is, hey, when is it time for me to start working on my transition? Yeah. You know, I'm getting out of the military five years from now, three years from now, whatever the case may be, law enforcement, same thing. And they always ask me when you could start. But today we had a great conversation with a veteran that I think is, is a good topic to get started on when you should start your transition. And um, this one in particular, I mean, I was getting goosebumps because to yeah. me it's so important because I kind of lived it too. A lot of us have lived it. And I know on the law enforcement side we don't get much help for this. Um, and the military is, is trying to do a very good job with it. Uh, as much as they can, but it's the idea of getting yourself mentally ready. And in the book that I wrote, chapter one was know thyself. And that's who you are, you know, how, how well you do with others, where you want to play, you know, where, where you do, oh God. This uh, book right here? Oh gosh, yes. yes you that, it on Amazon. That it's book. an audio book too. Yeah, yeah audio book, that's right, it's that's right. But, um, but it's, it's about being mentally ready, I think, before you make that transition. And one of the things I was telling this veteran was that I think, because he, he did a great job of explaining to me a lot of things, and I said, now I think I know why a lot of military law enforcement folks just don't work in the corporate world. Because mentally, they weren't ready or prepared because of everything they've seen. Dude, yeah. what, do you, what do you think? Well, yeah, and that's usually where I start with people, as you know, Carlos, and, and it, it's, it's great because that's kind of always where I started. And then when I read your book, I was like, ah, this is somebody who gets it, right? You totally understand it. Because not only, the angle that I like that you took was not certainly know thyself, but also is your family ready for the change? Oh, too, yeah. Which is huge. Especially military family, right? It's really different for them. Because mm -hmm. most military families are used to every two to four years, they're moving to a different location right. all around the world, depending right. on what branch military they're in, right? Yeah. And they're used to uh, the, the parents being gone for long periods of time and things like that. And now they're getting to a point where it's like, oh, I'm going to see mom or dad every day, right? right? And so are, are, are they ready for that? Are they acceptant of that journey too? Mm -hmm. But I, I think the mental health aspects are 
really important as we were talking with this veteran today and he self-acknowledged that that was a real challenge for him yeah and he really struggled with it and if not I think, and he, he acknowledges in, in, in his own way, but I think if not for the support of his family and his wife, right. um, he, he would have much greater struggles probably. Right. But when we look at this current group of veterans coming out of the military, they've been at, we've been at war for the last 20 years, longest time in-, in which, which is crazy to me, you know, when you mentioned, I was like, man, I can't believe it, 20 years. Yeah. September 11th, it, right, 20th anniversary coming up. Yeah. We, where we've deployed to multiple countries in in combat situations, right? And you have people, and, and this veteran we were talking about is is one of them. Multiple tours to yep. to downrange to the sandbox, and so you um, have folks who have seen a lot of things. They've experienced a lot of things, right? And the military, believe it or not, is a bit of a stabilizing factor for people. This is a weird concept. But follow this, because you'll understand this, you were in yeah. law enforcement. When you get into the military, you are told what to do, you're told how to do it, you're given parameters on how to, you may have a little bit of leeway left yeah, and yeah. right, um, but you're, you're given pretty clear instructions on how to do things, you're given a mentor, right? Most organizations give you a mentor. They tell you what to wear, they tell you how to act. You have a lot of pride in what you do and your identity is really wrapped around who you are, but are you ready for the identity to become this is who you were? Right. And that's the challenge I think a lot of folks are going to be facing, which is, okay, now I'm I'm no longer uh, a, a Marine. I'm going to, I want to be a corporate security manager. I want right. to be something that may, in their minds, distance them from their identity. And... Perhaps they have some challenges that they're dealing with in the military. The dog's breaking into the office. That's awesome. Um, they're dealing with these challenges in the military, and then it transitions to the private sector. And do they have the same support network? Because all of us can go at any time uh, when you're, you're in the military to any military unit to get help for health and vision and dental and medical yeah. and all that stuff, mental health. But where I start with veterans is, okay, we're getting out of the military. Have you prepared for transition? Are you talking to the VA? Yeah. Because even if we have this thing called a rating, all of us can get a rating, a disability Yeah, which I learned rating. about it today, too. Uh, you know, I didn't know. Well, and that's what's really important, I think, even if it's a zero disability rating, right. which doesn't mean you are not disabled, by the way, a lot of people, misconception, but uh, it... it gets you on the radar for the VA because what I've always said is that the, the um, psychological challenges that we all have, by the way, military or not military, we all experience some type of trauma. Uh, if we do not get into programs that can help us identify when we start to have issues early, it, there's a better chance that we'll, we'll have a better outcome early if you wait, the longer you wait, the worse it gets. Right. And here we are dealing with problems with homelessness and a lot of homelessness. Drugs. Uh, involved drugs and self-medication. Yep. Oh, right? yeah. And so Alcoholism. that's where I start. Yeah. I, so, you know, it's interesting because I even, I, I wish now I would have gone deeper in the book in that chapter about this stuff. Because, you know, on my side, law enforcement, we suffer the same thing. And you're talking about self-medication. 
holy cow, man, we're drinking a ton of alcohol, a, yep. a lot of us. And that's, you know, the only drug that we can do on a law enforcement side. So, yeah, but getting your, 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 your head straight, and, and this veteran in particular literally said, you know, I probably would have been no good if I would have gotten hired right after I was done being de deployed and I came back and because my mind wouldn't have been right. Right. So I, I, I love that he was able to self-assess and make that decision because I think what happens with the military folks, law enforcement folks, that transition right away if they, and they've been through battles, yeah. um, it, it, it's a lot more difficult for them to transition their minds into corporate security. So when should you start looking for these kinds of things? I think if you, I, I think, can you, you help me out with this? Sure. Obviously the higher in rank you go, the farther away you get from real crap. Yeah. Is that right or Generally, wrong? Generally, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. So I think in the last five to three years, you could start to slowly change your mind or, or find other things to do outside of just the military or for law enforcement, find other people to hang out with other than just law enforcement people where you're literally talking about the dead body that you just dealt with and you're making a joke about it because right. that's how we cope, that's how you, it's a COVID right? Yeah. And, it, and so, and I'm guessing the military is the same thing, right? You'll see if not somebody worse. get attacked yeah. or something like that and, and they lose a limb or something, and, but they're the bad guy. There's a good chance that everybody's making a joke about it of a situation that's really just horrible overall. Sure. Um, so I like that mental thing, man. Well, it, it's, we, as a society, we have to demystify mental health. And it's sad to say this, it's 2022. I've been talking about mental health uh, when I was a federal agent over 10 years ago, or almost 10 years ago. I guess I've been in the private sector since 2013. Yeah. So that, we're talking about this, in, especially in law enforcement. You can't let others know you're having a challenge oh God. because you could lose your job. They'll take your gun They'll away, take man. They'll take your gun in your badge. Yeah. So what the kind of the first thing, and this is, I think also the private sector struggling to understand this as well, mainly because they can't conceptualize because they've never been through it, right? Yeah. But um, whether it be law enforcement or even the military, because the military you could lose your career too potentially, if you if you seek certain types of help. Um, the military I think is doing better than they were previously, but there still is a stigma. Uh, um, culturally around, oh, well, you have to go see a shrink or you have to go talk to a, a, a mental health professional. Same thing is, occurs in public safety. Yeah. Uh, the difference, I think, is public safety doesn't necessarily have the outlet that the military does with the VA and no. with each branch. And that's, that's what's sad. That's what's sad to me, man, because by the most part, military almost has it together. They, they really do support through the VA, you know, why you're in and why you're out. It's not perfect from what I hear. Sure. I, I don't know. Yeah. Right? I didn't serve. It, it's, it never will be perfect. Right. It's right. not perfect. Law enforcement doesn't have that. There's, there's zero. Zero. There's, there's nonprofit help. There's some, there's some, not, yes, there's some nonprofit help. Um, and I'll just throw, I'll throw this in there. That's the reason why I got together with right. uh, the Gratitude Initiative. I, I think, um, and I'll make sure I put the link in the video for everybody uh, that wants to see this. But 
Uh, and I'm going to add some other links in there, too, I think, on this video in particular of where people can get some help. Absolutely. Especially of some groups that we know. Uh, my psychologist, and I've been very open with this for a very long time, I, I see a guy. You know, I see a it's guy. Great. I think it's important yeah. for me to do that. Um, Clearly not working, but okay. But yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> But Dr. Ari is really cool because he's like a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu. That's jiu -jitsu. dark humor, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. that is, yeah. That's dark humor. <laughs> I was perfectly fine with that, <laughs> yeah. so you know. Uh, but Dr. Ari is like a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Oh, that's awesome. And he understands people he knows where like us from. with these kinds of mentality, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm not, at one time I, I feel that I, uh, I was a warrior. Uh, today, uh, probably a little bit overweight to be any kind of a warrior. <laughs> but but th that mentality, right? Yeah. Um, so... Well, my sense of urgency around this, by the way, too, is we are, we're losing. This is we were talking in the car about this. You know, I always go back to dem demographics and geography and, and geopolitics as as being major drivers in our economy. Right. right? And so I've, I'm on record talking for this about this topic for years, but we're losing the the baby boomer generation. Right. We've lost practically the greatest generation. Um, the baby boomers are hitting retirement and so on and so forth. And now we have the smaller generations, the Generation X, myself and you, and our millennial uh, friends that yeah. hopefully, you know, they're the biggest since the baby boomer generation, but they're still not big enough to take things on their, on, on their own shoulders. So if we don't figure out how to be okay mm. with mental health challenges uh -huh. that all of us have, by the way, yep then we're doomed to repeat the sins of the past. Right. What did we do historically with folks f that, that had mental health challenges? Coming out of World War I, it, was call it wasn't called PTS, right, post-traumatic stress. It was called shell shock, right? Uh, or or they, they would say, oh, they just, they're just tired. They're overwhelmed, whatever it is, right? They put the wrong label on it, the non-scientific label on it, and we covered it up, you know, yeah. just let that person go off and, and do their own thing. And, and instead of really handling what those demons were and letting, giving that person the power to overcome them, because right. no, no psych, psychiatrist or mental health practitioner is going to do anything for us. Right. They'll give us tools yep. and they'll make us aware and then they'll give us a path that hopefully fixes <laughs> I don't know the will ever be Whatever. Fixed. Yeah, I mean. But yeah. gets you in, going in the right direction, not self-deprecating. I mean, we definitely failed in Vietnam, too. I, I've heard totally. stories. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, I, you know, sometimes I joke, yeah, back in World War One when I was fighting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but uh, and sometimes I do make Vietnam story as well. But um, they were treated horribly from what sure. I hear when they came back. You sure. know, they were not, and they were given no help, no support that's, that's on a lot of those mental too. stuff. But. Yeah. So today, I, I do think the military has gotten a little bit better. Law enforcement, I think, needs to catch up, you know, the, uh, just because I, I think we do. Well, there's no less uh, trauma experienced because you're at home when you experience the dead child. I mean, you, were, you were talking about it. Every shift that you went on, or what did you call it? Tour. Tour, every, every tour. Every tour you went on. There was a dead body somewhere, car crash, Something. suicide, yeah. a homicide, whatever. Yeah. And the, what I've always said that we're all a coffee cup. Yep. And everybody's coffee cup, nobody knows what it looks like, but it's all, always bigger or smaller than what you perceive. And, it, and it's slowly filling up with yeah. liquid, right? And then eventually it's going to run over its banks. And we've all seen a lot 
and just because you were at home or or in your hometown yeah. doesn't make it i don't think speaking specifically about trauma which I am obviously not a psychologist, well, yeah, yeah. but the the experience that I've had in talking with these people, or a lot of people, is uh, the, when it comes to the actual trauma, it's really no different. An officer who's been involved in a shooting yeah. has a lot of the same um, challenges or experiences that somebody who's been in combat. And yeah. I think there's similarities there that we need to be open to, and by the way, to swing this way back around, corporations need to understand, I don't need to be scared of this person. They are not going to harm me or my employees if I hire them. That's, first of all, we have Absolutely. protections that you can't discourage or you can't uh, uh, have an adverse hiring issue with somebody yeah, yeah. who mm-hmm. has a mental or a, a medical condition. Right. Right. And so what we got to get past is, oh, well, that person came right out. They're coming out of the army after 20 years. I'll bet they have PTSD. They autom- people automatically are labeling veterans. Yeah. And so now this isn't, you know, in mass. It happens. Ageism happens too, by the way. Yeah. But what we, we to kind of, I'm coming a long way around here, but uh, we now have the smallest generation we've ever had, at least in the United States, who's going to do the job? You better be okay with somebody who has, who sees a psychologist or sees yes. a therapist or takes time off to heal mentally than not. Yeah, and that's one of the beauties of the company that I work for, is that I, you know, I openly Let's talk, talk about in the group. We have, we have open EAP, groups about this. Is this, this. EAP or what is, the, what is the mechanism here? Well, so we have we have groups. Okay. Um, you know, we have employee-led employee-led groups that we can openly. I mean, I've posted videos about um, you know Dr. Ari and and that I spend time with him, and and it's perfectly okay, and it's yeah. perfectly open to talk about these things. That's healthy. Yeah. Oh my God. You know. But how do how do veterans or anybody uh, coming out public safety veterans? Find a company that does these things without, of course, talking with you and me. We know a lot of these programs exist. But you gotta, well, again, going back to uh, chapter one of the book about knowing thyself and knowing your family, and then ultimately the other one is knowing the company you're gonna work yeah, for. That's right. You, the three top things on chapter one, and I think is talking to not only people like you and I, but actually the people that were working those companies that's to right. see, hey, what's the culture like? Are they gonna like me? Is it okay, you know, I have some, because I have some issues and I'm working through them. Is that okay? Would that work? And they'll tell you, yeah. and they'll tell you, and they'll tell you about the culture. Is it a hard pushing culture? Is it not a hard pushing culture? Are you going to walk in and you're going to drink the old uh, uh, water through a fire hose kind of thing? Or will they give you time to understand and learn their system? There's a lot of things to be asked when you're choosing the company you want to work for, you know, and I, I think five years prior to retiring, three years for sure, you should start doing those things. You've got to do that research. Yeah. Yeah, and learning about all those In, in, in the corporate world, it's called, we call it Employee Assistance Program. EAP. EAP. Yep. And I, do you get the sense that HR kind of glosses over that when they're talking to you in the recruitment phase? Some do, some don't. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could tell you companies I've worked for that yes. Yeah. 
I can tell you companies that I've worked for that are extremely open to helping you with whatever you got. And they literally push it. They push it out there. They hey, do. Especially, yeah. look, COVID-19. We yeah. just went through two, two and a half years yep. of working from home. You know, some people have to, you know, they have to go back to the office. They pushed it out, man. They said, hey, everybody, if you need, they gave us more days off. You know, they gave us literally, some people call it, and I'm calling in sick, but it's like a, a brain sick day. I just need yeah. a brain yeah. break kind of thing. Uh, but they actually said, okay, let's call it a brain break. Mm-hmm. Or let's call it, you choose it. You choose. I'm not going to ask you what it is. It you know, my matter. company gave us another four days off mm-hmm. for, the, for the past couple of years. And you choose. I'm not going to I don't care. You yeah. take it off for yourself. Yeah. We get plenty of days off with my company. But, um, but yeah, some companies really push it because they care about your health. And they allow for internal groups to be created. Mm-hmm. Like we have our military groups. Yep. And they openly talk about past experiences amongst yeah. each other in order to create that bond and, and make sure that everybody's okay, right? Yeah. Because you understand. Important. You know. Yeah, you, you know? get it. Same thing on the law enforcement side. I, I know, you know, um, what's some of the weird stuff. But I think then to kind of close this one out, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. but as you start thinking about the transition where you're going, I think mentally you have to trans- start transitioning Way before, yeah, way before, way yeah. before. Um, and what does that look like in order to be successful? What do you, what do you, what are you gonna do every day? Mm-hmm. What's gonna be your motivation before your motivation may have been, you know, God, country, apple pie, baseball, you know, the the typical all American things. And now it may be a multinational corporation, um, or you're you're spending more time with your family. Hopefully, spending more time. Yeah, not being deployed. You know? That was funny, uh, and and I'll plug another, and I'll I'll try to put the link on this one too. It was a podcast that I did with our good buddy Altaf Bora, and he was Great. quite honest about, you know, when I was in the military, he was um, in, intel uh, for the Marines officer, and he said when I was in the military, I had my why. I knew I knew my mission. Yep. I knew what was going on. What's your why? And today, I I don't, and I don't, I'm not sure if I'm okay with that. But he's working through that as well, and he openly talks about it in our podcast. So, um, the mind. Maybe yeah. start with the mind first, and then well, go from if, there. If you're in this, we we talk a lot about this, and not to 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 go on too much too long because I know we're on. Time. We're on. Yeah, we're on it. So, you've been trained in your military career, in your law enforcement career, to handle things mentally first, and yeah. then physically. Yeah. There is no different in the private sector. Right. And one thing I can say to anybody who's watching this or listening to this that is that we need you here to be present and to be the best person you can be. We need it's an imperative. What's we an imperative? Not do it the industry's you. losing great, amazing officers and leaders yep. and you know, we just talked about that today and the yep. future I think is only gonna get worse. So yep. we need every single person that's retiring that's right. If you either join law enforcement after September 11th because you had that feeling, right. you know, or you joined the military after September because you had you had that feeling, we need every single one because we're we're running short. Yeah. On on people doing our, they, you know, what we just, do. They just there won't be people to do it. It's not because people don't want to. It's not because the government's paying them to stay at home. Yeah. It's because they literally said, I don't want to have to deal with this COVID junk. I'm 65. I'm out. Yeah. And they punched out. By the end of this year, 
the demographers that I listen to say that the that will be the peak of when we'll have the most amount of people from the baby boom generation retiring. And a lot of them are. The infrastructure was built on them. That's yeah, all I'm a saying. lot of them Think are. about that. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, I think get your mind right first. Get your mind right. Everybody's here to help, including me, including you, yeah. to be, a, you know, a, a listening. But uh, don't be afraid to get some help. And uh, if you're listening out there and you're a law enforcement leader, a military leader, so we need to start debunking this crap, man. If, if people have some issues uh, and they come to you with it, you know, that we are automatically treat them as the enemy or the bad guy because uh, that's, that's not the, the truth and it shouldn't be treated like that. And uh, we, we need to start understanding that. So cool, man. Thank you. Thanks, bro.